Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan's Reading Nook. My name is Pagan, and today I am joined by an author who is brand new this year. Uh, that is Chris Mitchell. Chris is the author of two books. Uh, both have been released in 2023. That it is Feels Like Healing and Feels Like Gathering. I believe Feels Like Gathering is a novella, but we're going to talk all about it. But anyhow, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So you are a debut author, which is awesome. And congratulations on both your books coming out. They came out rather quickly back to back. So that's impressive. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to happen like that. But I uh, I spent 10 months writing book one. Mm -hmm. And um, I released that I had it very much in my head that I was going to release that in um, September. It was my half birthday, I released it on September 23rd. And uh -huh. I was very, you know, that was a big thing. And then some of the people that had read it were like asking, oh, well, one of one of the side characters, when's he getting his story? And I was talking to a friend and I went, I could probably write a novella. I could probably have a holiday novella out. Like mm -hmm. I can do this delusional. And I did it. So I don't, I'm, I'm kind of proud of my delusion right there because I actually <laughs> pulled it off. I don't think that happens very often, especially with the debut author to just like spend a long time on book one and then like a month and a half on book two. Like what? I mean, sometimes the inspiration just hits you and it's out the door so quick that you're just like, I don't know how that happened, but I'm not going to question it. We're just going to go with it and hope that the momentum keeps up with those kinds of things. But I can imagine having two books released back to back like that. And then obviously the process of post-production after writing, you know, with the editing and everything else, you'd probably be ready for those holidays to roll around to have a little break. <laughs> yeah, that's the only problem is I put out um, the novella on 11-11 mm -hmm. and I kind of lost momentum for writing book two that I hope to be out, like, because the novella is technically book one and a half, mm -hmm. um, but I hope to be out in March. So here I am in December, like, sitting, like, I'm not, I'm not even really writing, like, I'm getting ideas. So I've kind of lost that momentum. And I'm like, am I going to still hit my March deadline for myself then if I <laughs> get off my butt? Like, what am I doing? Well, hopefully come this so. spring after the holidays of, you know, completely, you know, faded away and all that good stuff. At that point, hopefully the writing bug will come back and be like, okay, the stress of the holidays is done. Now we can actually write. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. And I, I rely on the romance riot, honestly, and their motivation. Like, right? Like they're, they're so they're... amazing. We love the romance riot around it here. It is. <laughs> it's so, it's so great because I can just post an accountability and be like, um, so I'm struggling. And they'll be like, give me 250 words. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I got you. I'm doing it. Okay. So it helps. It's like you need somebody sometimes that can just kind of be your accountability partner, you know? Yes, absolutely. And they're so good about that, too. Uh, for oh, those yeah. of you who might be new to the show, if you're wondering what the Romance Riot authors are, uh, there are several of them that have been on the show. That would be April Berry, uh, Kate Prada, Rose Johnson, and mm -hmm. a lot of others whose names are currently escaping me. Eden... Eden Knox. Knox is, and <laughs> yes. uh, Lorianne Cohen. Lorianne yeah. Cohen. Yeah, I'm like, everybody's names are escaping me. I'm like, I know all their faces. I can see their faces in my brain. But of course, you know, my brain odds never remembers people's names. It's like faces. Yes, I know your face. <laughs> well, that's a cool trick because I don't even do that. That's, that's better than even me. 
I, I'm very good with faces, terrible with names, but very good with faces. So let's talk a little bit about Feels Like Healing. Where did the inspiration for this book kind of come into play? So it's loosely based on my life. Um, it's kind of funny. So I'm a mom. I've got five kids. Um, my oldest son is 25. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of when in talking to my kids about their dreams, I always told them, well, my dream is writing a book. You know, what's your dream? So my oldest son has, in the entire time that we've been together, you know, 25 years, he has grown up hearing that I was going to write a book. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years ago, he joked with me and said, well, if you ever wrote a book, I'd read it. And he's not a reader. And I was like, oh, bet. And then I found book talk. And then I found the romance right. And then I believed, oh my gosh, I actually can write a book <laughs> because I'm a mom. Like I'm so in the thick of it. I have three adult kids, but I've got two younger kids as mm -hmm. well. So, you know, and I'm a homeschooling mom. So I'm just in the thick of it. And um, so I got some grandiose idea last November during NaNoWriMo that I was going to write. And I started and I realized pretty quickly that the story that has been kind of in my brain for years is a loose interpretation of my own story. Mm -hmm. And um, then I realized by, I don't know, February that I was actually writing two books at the same time. So I had to split some storylines because there was too much going on. Mm -hmm. And I, in a conversation with Kate Prada, actually, I was like, nobody's going to want to read this. There's no spice, you know, like I, this isn't like, why am I even bothering? And she was like, do it. Just do it. Put it out there. Get your words out there. You've always wanted to do this. Reach your goals. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And so it's a single mom romance. She um, she was hurt. You know, her her ex-husband has a um, problem with alcohol after mm -hmm. some trauma. And it, she is just kind of on the hamster wheel of life raising her son. And then she meets, through a friend, she meets... Um, the main male character Wilder and sparks fly and it's kind of like a single mom insta love and it kind of mimics my life because mm -hmm. I was a single mom when my older three kids were little and then I met my now husband and it was kind of the same it was kind of an insta love story so um, there's a lot of me in there but there's a lot of emotion because what I found as I was writing was how therapeutic it was for me to get my story out. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of conversations that happen in the book that my characters have that I think I wish I would have been able to have. Oh, that's um, good. And so it was, it was really, it was a healing. Hence the name feels like healing. That's not just because of the characters. It's also for me, like it was a feels like healing. And at first I just kind of thought, okay, I'm going to write a book. And then I realized by the end, okay, I have actually a lot of, like, this is a series. Like, there's a whole bunch of books that can come from this journey and these characters. So that feels like healing. <laughs> that is amazing. And so now um, for those listeners who enjoy the spice, this book is not spicy. It is more sweet romance. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I like um, Kate's term diet spice. Diet spice is nice. Here. Yeah. I have tension, um, but then I close the door. Um, I actually had a beta reader that was reading and 
she was like, oh, I like where this is going. And then the next chapter starts with, you know, when we woke up in the morning and she was like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize we were, we were really closing the door in my face. I'm like, yeah, I really did close the door in your face. <laughs> it just doesn't feel natural for me to write that. So I, and it didn't feel like it would lend anything to the story. So, mm-hmm. um, so I left it out. So diet spice, but a lot of emotion. And, I mean, um, that's not a bad thing though. No, I mean, not every reader's for every book, but not every spi- not every book has to have spice, you know? So exactly. that's, I know it's trendy right now, but I grew up not reading spice. So, and I mean, growing up like early twenties, I've been a reader my whole life and I don't think I read spice until I found book talk. <laughs> so I think it's okay. Some people seem to like it. I definitely didn't read the heavy spice until several probably years ago and at that point it was more um not necessarily me reading it I was also writing it at the same time so right. I I'm a heavy spice writer which is fine um but obviously we also need those sweet romances to kind of balance everything out um cuz you know sometimes you don't want the hot and heavy. Sometimes you want the door closed in your face because you're just like, I don't want to know what he's doing where and if it's anatomically correct. And right, <laughs> I don't know if well, you've I'm... seen the girl on Book Talk who um, reads the terrible lines written by some of the authors, not Book Talk authors, but some authors that just the lines right. are so bad. They're just like, oh, why? Why did you compare that to that food group? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Right. No, I've I've definitely seen some videos like that cracks me up. Yeah. Oh, they make me laugh so much and cringe so much, but at the same oh, yeah. time they're fantastic. Well, and my my writing, um, my writing space, my desk is in my living room. So mm-hmm. I've got a ten year old and a twelve year old running around. And yeah. So I trying to throw spice in, and I'm sitting there going, "This just feels wrong. I can't be writing this while my kids are." shooting nerf guns right next to me you know like I just can't do it. <laughs> so I'm like maybe maybe eventually I'll I'll get there but for right now I I and I like the way that the story is without it like I feel like you know not I'm, I'm not comparing myself to create a totally different genre kind of thing but it's like you don't miss it mm-hmm. um, I've had plenty of spicy readers read these books and say they don't miss it so I feel like I did something That's a right. good thing, though. I mean, and not every book, like you were saying, has to have spice. Not every story needs to have a sexual component to it. It needs right. to have those, you know, having that emotional component is sometimes just as gratifying as having the, you know, spicy one. And sometimes it's the whole, you know, butterflies and all the cute little things and the little things that make the story so much better than just being like, oh, yeah, and then they were in the bedroom. Right, and it's implied, right? I mean, right. if you've got two characters that are emotionally connected and having very honest and open dialogue and declaring their feelings and having, you know, sweet moments, it's implied that they're going to be doing that, right? Like, you, of don't course. Have, you don't have to, like, put it there. So Exactly, exactly. I stand by my decision, Peggy. You did a good job, though. <laughs> That's the thing. So, you know, if you're a spicy reader and, you know, you want to check out something sweet, this is a great book to check out. If you're looking for something a little more spicy, this is still a great book to check out. Broaden your horizons. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, now, obviously, these two characters are dealing with trauma as well. So that's another aspect to the story that did you find when you were writing, you know, obviously, you said that you were putting a lot of your own story into this. But did you ever find those moments when you were working through that trauma where it was just like, man, this is really hard for me to write because it hurts? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, the hardest part for me is actually a little maybe even twisted from what you just asked mm -hmm. was I found myself forgiving Aww. Um, my past. I found myself recognizing that, you know, we're all just on this journey of life and nobody really has a rule book and we're all just trying to figure it out. And the hurt is so long ago, it's kind of better to just let it go. Yeah. And um, I think I conveyed that in my character. And then when reading it back, especially during editing, I had more moments where I was just like, oh, oh, dang, you know, oh, that hit. And mm -hmm. I think I wrote the books that I needed to read. Yes. And um, to get myself to that place. So there was definitely discovery of my journey in this book. So it's, it's got a lot of emotion and I talk about the emotion whenever I'm kind of like marketing right I'm saying oh it's a single mom romance with a lot of emotion um but it's it's also some of that emotion I think a lot of readers can relate even ones that aren't single moms mm -hmm. even ones that you know that it's there's a there's a few layers in there and a few different relationships where you kind of just can't help but kind of go to the emotional side mm -hmm. and um so I I don't know I hope that that that's conveyed did that did that answer the question that did answer the question <laughs> sometimes i ask those questions it's like did i answer that did i do that and yeah yeah you did you did exactly that and you know i like to kind of also mention in you know kind of conjunction with that is that there, a lot of times some readers don't realize exactly how therapeutic it is for some authors to write the books that they write because yeah, it is healing. It can be because we put so much into our characters. Sometimes our characters run off and do things that we're just like, what are you doing? Hello. Oh, yeah. And then other yeah. times it's like, nope, that's just another version of me and on those pages. And it's such an ex crazy experience when you read it back and you're just like, wow, that I wrote that. Secondly, I that that's me and I'm glad I wrote that. But wow and then you have those own your own emotional moments as you're healing through them or forgiving either way you know forgiveness is still technically healing so i think that that's really cool and i think it's really awesome that you were able to convey that with so much emotion which can be hard to do in writing so bravo to you thank you i guess the emotion comes easier than the spice <laughs> <laughs> hey you know, you know sometimes that's a good thing because sometimes you can also have too much spice there there is such thing as too much spice so. right yeah <laughs> I, I hear you and i think it's um what's interesting to me is that reading it back it was like oh this is the book that i needed to read but then it's also this sense of accomplishment i mean uploading it to kdp and like it was this moment this celebratory inner thing where I just mm -hmm. did a hard thing that I always dreamed of and never thought I could do and um so it was really like it just it was just a really wild journey this is this this year's been a wild journey I've been so proud of myself and I've had a lot of people tell me they're proud of me and it's like that's cool but I'm proud of me and that means more you yes. know so yes yeah 
that uh, that definitely means more. I mean, lots of people can be proud of you for, you know, lots of different things. But sometimes when somebody says I'm proud of you, it's kind of like an ice cream cone. It's going to melt in five minutes. But that feeling of you being proud, it's like, nope, I did this. This is a thing. It's not going away. (laughs) Exactly. So leading up to it, I was just a mom. Yeah. And I say that not in a derogatory sense. I that's what I wanted to do in life was to be a mom. But that's kind of how the people view you, right? You you introduce yourself at a party and it's like, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I raise my kids. <laughs> oh, you're just a mom. And so I look at it now and I can kind of, I'm having like a pretty woman moment where I'm coming back into the store going, big mistake, huge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Also I props to you for that because that's like one of my favorite movies of all oh, time. Oh, it's so. absolutely one, yes. one of my top, for sure. And so it's kind of like <laughs> that feeling of like, I did something for me, but like, I get to kind of rub it in your face. Yes. And you know, the the thing is too, being a mom is so, it's so much bigger than people even begin to realize. And most of the time, the people that say, oh, you're just a mom don't have kids. Right. And I'm just like, "Mm, oh, well, I want to say things to you and I want to throttle you at the same time (laughs) because you don't know. Um, so kind of segueing a little bit to your newest novella, Feels Like a Gathering. Uh, so this is a Thanksgiving kind of book. And these are offshoot characters or side characters that um, we see in Feels Like Healing, correct? Correct. Yeah. Todd and Jane. So um, in book one, you have Stephanie and her best friend is Jane. Um, when she met her ex-husband, he was friends with Todd and Marcus, their side characters. And um, when her ex-husband leaves um, to go to rehab and she's a single mom, Todd kind of sticks around mm-hmm. and is kind of in the peripheral and helping because he didn't ever want her son to not know that he's got more love than just his mom, right? Like he wanted to be the fun uncle and the, the uncle that was there and helping. And so through the years, right, Jane and Todd, because Jane is Stephanie's best friend, they've interacted. Mm-hmm. And there's a few interactions in book one that you see them. And so I had beta readers and a couple of people that read book one going, when's Todd getting his story? And it just so happened that I had a dream that Todd didn't have a date to Thanksgiving and his family was, you know, was giving him crap for that and he needed a date. And I'm like, but see, I already knew that Todd and Jane would wind up together. So now I have to write this story. And it's quirky and fun. And um, funny enough, I put a trigger warning as family expectations. And most of the people that have picked up the book are reading it because of that trigger warning. (laughs) (laughs) Because both Todd and Jane's family expects them to be settled down. I mean, they're in their mid to late thirties. Why do you not have spouses and children and, you know, all this expectation. And so Todd comes up with an idea for them to like, hey, let's date and go to each other's Thanksgivings. And it and it spins to more, obviously, because I'm a happily ever after girl. But mm-hmm. um, it's very quirky because Todd is a very lovable character. And it's what's even funnier is in my um, credits at the end of the book, I credit Todd, this fictitious character that lives only in my head, because I was struggling writing book two. But Todd started talking, so I'm like, "Well, you jumped the line. Like you, you're really, you know, you're a really loud character. So good on you because you got your story told first. And there'll be more from Todd and Jane. This isn't like the end of their journey, but 
it was really fun to put them in a scenario where there was like a time pressure mm -hmm. for them to take off, you know? So that was kind of a fun thing. And Todd's very punny. He likes to make corny jokes. So that he's, right. he's just a really fun character. We like a good punny guy. That's always a fun thing. So I think that that is absolutely adorable and perfect for the holiday season. If you're looking for a really good holiday read, especially if you're traveling for the upcoming Christmas holiday, um, pick up a copy of Feels Like Gathering and get yeah. your nice little quick holiday treat there. It is set it for is Thanksgiving, good. but it still applies for the holidays. Well, it, ha it starts with the pressure of Thanksgiving, but there is a Christmas scene. It kind of ends there with like, you know, they're gathering, it's gathering. So now we're gathering for Christmas. So, you know, they're together. Um, it's, I think Kindle says that it's like a two hour read. It's only 130 pages. So it's pretty, it's pretty short and quick. And um, I think it's a great holiday palate cleanser. <laughs> so, That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds absolutely cute. And Todd sounds like a fantastic character. Um, so obviously now kind of looking towards the future you have book two do you have uh kind of anything you want to tease about book two and that's okay if you don't if you would like to you can um i ask everybody and some people are like no no, no i want to keep it hush hush that's okay either way's fine i do um so book two solidly uh, this will eventually wind up being a three book series with two novellas in there so i'll I gave myself a really big dream and goal for 2024 to do two full-length novels and a novella. But um, book two solidly will be Milo's story, which Milo is Stephanie's ex-husband. Oh, it's okay. important that his journey gets told um, because he actually has a couple of chapters in book one. You just kind of see a little bit of like parallel life. Like this is what's going on for Stephanie, but here's a glimpse into Milo. Mm -hmm. And you learn so much about that and how the book ends. It, it was really important for me to let the reader into what's going on for Milo next. So his story is a little tortured. So it's, it's a hard one for me to write. Um, yeah. And again, going along with having the healing from writing book one, I did find forgiveness for my ex. However, it's hard to give him some kind of a redemption story. Mm -hmm. There's still a punisher inside of me, apparently. Um, and so I'm kind of playing with a couple of different parallel storylines. Um, I know his love interest. I just don't know if they will truly wind up together in book two. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, so we're so we'll see what this journey is. But very clearly, once I realized when I was writing what I thought was book one was actually more than one book, mm -hmm. and I separated out the different chapters that I have. Um, I realized very solidly it was it's a three book series and I knew that Stephanie needed her time to shine Milo needed his and then Charlie the child in book one will get his full-length novel um, as book three but it'll there'll be a time jump he's going to become an adult so you're oh, going to get to see kind of the what this child has gone through and what he's overcome and how that affects his life you know being a child of divorce and um, you know, and just different, the different kind of things that have gone th through his life. So I know how the story will play out. I'm not shy about sharing it. I just don't know some of the little nuances because mm -hmm. Milo is being a stickler. So 
I think that that sounds really interesting and it's pretty unique. I, I personally have not read a whole lot of books that are like that. So I think that that gives your entire story a uniqueness that doesn't seem super niched out there. Yeah. So, which is really kind of cool because, uh, you know, it's a little bit against the grain in a good way and gives us all a fresh take on different parallels that are not, you know, the ones that we see all over book talk these days. <laughs> and right. I like that. I like that it's going to be totally different. And um, I personally am like, yes, do all the things. I'm, I'm with Kate over here in the corner, like cheering you on and being like, yes, write the story, <laughs> do it. <laughs> because the world needs more stories that are unique to individuals and can shine in their own way. So that's amazing. And I can't wait for the books. The books sound t fantastic. I have just added them all to my Kindle, at least the two that are out. Um, now, obviously, you're on social media. Where can people go to find you and connect with you and obviously tell you that they love the book and can learn more about the teasers coming up for the other books? I am most visibly on TikTok as um, Chris Mitchell writes. And I also, it's a process, this Instagram, I've never been great at Instagram, but I am on Instagram. I'm trying to get better at that. Um, I'm actually author underscore Mama Lion to Five over there because my original TikTok name was Mama Lion to Five when I was just a lowly reader book talker. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I have to rebrand because I now write books. Like this is a real thing and people need to see my name. Mm -hmm. So I'm... Um, I'm like in this transition for my Instagram, but hopefully in like the next month, everything will be Chris Mitchell writes kind of across the board. Perfect. And um, everybody who is listening, all of those links to the books, to Chris's social media, everything will be in the show description, easy access for you guys to find. So that way you can go and get your copies of the books, especially for the holiday season. And I will tell you straight up right now that Amazon is saying that if you do order a paperback, it will not be there before Christmas. It will arrive after Christmas. So just as a heads up for that, that is the thing. You could also gift um, Kindle books. So there is a way to do that. And if you just Google it, I guarantee it'll tell you how to do that. I have done it like twice and I don't remember all the steps. So I'm not going to tell you, but I will tell you that there is a way to gift Kindle books if you would like to do that instead. And if you are somebody that's like, I just can't afford to buy books, but I really want to read it. Go check out your local library. If they don't have a copy, they can either request one from a different library. And if they don't have it, they will buy a copy for their library. You can also request that they buy a copy. So that way you can tell them, hey, I would like to recommend this to my friends and family that are local and do all that. That helps support your authors. That also helps support your local libraries. And the best part about local libraries is they're free. They're totally free. Yeah. And a lot of them also have access to eBooks and audiobooks. Now they're um, Chris's books are not in audio format, possibly maybe in the future. Not yet. Not no, yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, but more than likely, you could also get an ebook through your local library. So make sure you check out all of your options available to you. And of course, check out Chris's books and support Chris in all the ways. Thank you. Thank you, so <laughs> you are very welcome. Chris's has been lovely in every way. And if you are um, new to the show, thank you so much for being here. If you are a familiar listener to the show, also thank you for being here and supporting the show. 
And everyone who is listening, uh, when this episode comes out, Christmas will have already passed, but I hope that you have a very wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. But everyone who's listened, thank you for being here. Thank you, Chris, for also being here. And everyone, take care of yourselves, be kind to each other, and stay safe. We'll talk very soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.